like the best. Oh, no, no, that one's yeah, yeah, we're good with that. Yeah. All right, all right. Okay. Uh, yeah, give me solo view and then give me the bumper at the end of the intro. Sounds good, boss. The Indiana Pacers have one of the best offenses in the NBA. These guys are scoring 140-plus points a night on a regular basis, yet we're still not looking at them as a contender, one of the most promising young stars in Tyrese Halliburton. So how do the Pacers become a contender? We're going to talk about it on the pod today. We're going to go through four trades that we think could make the Pacers a contender this year or next year. We're going to get into it right after this. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Triple Cross Podcast, where we talk sports and we give away sports memorabilia. You can win stuff. You can win gift cards, uh, jerseys, signed jerseys, cards, uh, all kinds of stuff. All you got to do is comment on the video, comment something, you know, comment your take. What trade do you think? can make the Pacers a contender. Tell us who you think the Pacers should target in a trade. We're talking about the Pacers today. I know they're not the most popular team, but we got to talk about them because these dudes can score points and that's exciting. And, uh, you know, they're kind of on the verge. So tell us who you think the Pacers should target. If you're the Pacers GM, if I crowned you tomorrow, dear viewer, if you're the Pacers GM, who are you targeting in a trade? Drop it in the comments. Our favorite comment. So give, tell us why. Our favorite comment. We're going to give away we give away gift cards every week to our favorite commenters uh we usually do that on friday right and we post that in our in our other video our next episode uh so drop the comments below if you want to join us live we actually have a private community on playback uh playback.tv slash triple cross the link to that is in the description they watch us record these episodes live and we do giveaways just for them so uh join us live sometime for that casey this is this is slowly. I think this is going to become your team in like three years. The Pacers. I think so. I think so. Because you're very but, much a player fan, and your main player that you're a fan of is the old. Uh, he's uh, he old. He on the back nine. Yeah. Uh, he he's uh, he's going to leave basketball to become a professional golfer at some point, and uh, and then all you'll have left is Tyrese Halliburton. I like. Hallie. I agree. Like I'm a big Halley fan. Big Halley fan. Um, it, it's serendipitous that I I liked him. Uh, you you can vouch. He's the kind of play style I like out of my guards in particular. Yeah. I like my guards to be guards. I like them diamond it up. I like them to be able to shoot too. But they got to distribute first and foremost. Um, I mean, unless you're Steph, obviously you can do whatever you want if you're Steph. Uh, <laughs> when, when it comes to Halley, green, you know, ultimate green light if you're Stephen Curry. <laughs> absolutely, just perma green. Yeah. Um, I was already warming on Halley kind of the first year that he broke out. I think it was his rookie year. Kind of he already broke out a little bit. Um, and then I found out he was roommates with Brock Purdy last year at yeah. college. And that just sealed the deal. It's like, well, you're now my favorite NBA player uh, minus Steph. So, yeah, I, I agree. Halley and the Pacers, an exciting team on the rise. And we picked them in particular because not too many teams are talking about them, or not too many people are talking about them. But they deserve to be talked about. They're on the verge. They're definitely a playoff level team. Uh, but most people don't think they can like go all the way. And right the experiment today is how do they go all the way? What are the pieces they need? I got an idea for one, John. Are we ready to get into it? Can all right, we... let's kick it off. We got four trades. Casey's got two. I got two. 
uh kick us off casey what do we like so i'll, I'll share this so for the youtube videos i'll actually do a little screen share here and we'll see if these trades work on our trade finder nba trade machine it calculates the salary cap and all that stuff for us so we don't have to uh so we got the pacers on one side who's the team you want on the other side casey yeah, so this first one, uh, you, you already mentioned it. They have a great offense. They're looking for more defense. I'll admit I saw this guy all over the uh, the headlines if you're looking for trade rumors. So I kind of borrowed this one, but I liked it a lot. I'm a big fan of this player. We are going up north to mm. uh, north of the border, the land uh, up over. If, if the, Australia the, is down under, the is that up over? The, 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 great, the great wild north, yeah, the great... The, yeah. Right north, yeah. Whatever you want to call we're it. Going to the wall. We're going to the wall. We're going to the wall. We're going all the way to the wall with this one. The place where you'd hate to be a truck driver. All kinds <laughs> of things about Canada. Um, Maybe just the place where you kind of hate to live in general. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna pick up some <laughs> some decent that one there, huh? Yeah, I mean, hey, Canada. Hey, yeah, right? yeah, you know what? We're Canada, some, we love you. yeah we're gonna pick some defense here you're already hovering over the guy you know where we're going yeah uh definitely a guy i like put og ananobi in the trade and the way that we're gonna pull off this trade is we're gonna have to give something up that we don't want to necessarily if we're the pacers uh but i do find that he's a good trade piece as i was trying to make some trades go through here uh we're gonna offer up buddy healed and that's not something that pacers fans want to hear but you got to sacrifice something if you want to get something. And if the offense is already going, if if uh, Hallie can keep it running without healed, yeah. that'll, that'll afford you some uh, some extra money right. to play with on defense. So 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 here we go. We're gonna see if this works. Obviously, the picks and stuff don't matter if we make this work. Um, but really quick, let's look at the picks that the Pacers have. And uh, I think that the Raptors might do something straight across for healed, but let's say they wanted picks on the, on the pay from the Pacers. As you're looking at this Pacers have a 2024 two twenty four twenty four first rounders. Uh, one of them via a trade, they got plenty of picks to give. Would you throw any picks into this? If you're the Pacers, or are you like, no, no, this is a, this is enough value. Would you even look for picks from this? If you're the Pacers? Um, I mean, just being a good general manager, I would look to add some more picks uh, to their side and, and, and get more for my team. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we could play with that. I don't know if it'd go through that way. I do think that healed is, you know, the, in a the picks vacuum. won't affect whether the picks won't affect whether it'll go through in, in terms of cap management. Um, but sure, in yeah. order to get the deal done, would you be willing to add picks into it? If you were the Pacers? Maybe, I don't know. We have four different options, so it, it's kind of a collective, like across like the different options yeah. you have across the league. I wouldn't be looking. To I them. would no, not. I don't think so. I, I would um, not. I would look for straight across value here. I would not look to add picks into this if I were the uh, Pacers. So, like I said, I would be looking to grab some extra picks. We could try tossing in a. I mean, toss their. I don't know what the uh, what the wraps have here, but we could toss on one of the wraps picks uh, and see. Yeah, let's say through. it took a. Let's say let's say it took a second rounder in in twenty twenty five uh unprotected wait that's the wrong side you're oh, adding yeah, a pacers pick up uh, yep oh you're you're wanting a pick from them okay yeah yeah um, i don't want to give up anything i want to see uh before we even offer this straight up could we get something extra all right so uh round two I... pick next draft let's try this trade all right and it works draft it works with the pick. Um, the pick doesn't affect the cap. So OG OG for Buddy Healed, basically straight across. Uh, you could do it with picks as well. 
if I'm the Pacers, I would not throw picks into this for the Raptors to make it work. I would try and get Agreed. some picks from them, but if they wouldn't give me picks, I would still go straight across. OG can we can we run this back? Yeah. Throw a better draft pick in there. Let's see where it breaks. Uh, the pick shouldn't break it because it's I, just cap management. I don't think it is cap management. I, I played with this and did some player for player stuff that the cap oh, would okay. work, and I think it did. I mean, the best pick they have works. Okay. Well, either that. Hey, do me a favor. Let's go crazy. Let's find this out now before we get into the other ones. Add in all their picks. Let's see if this let's test this theory. Okay. Cuz I was under the impression for sure like that... literally all their picks. I mean, let's stop after this one. That should okay. be plenty of value. If this goes through, then maybe I'm I'm more of your mind. Wow, yeah. okay. I think they're just managing the cap on this, so. Okay, um, fair enough. Fair I think enough. the Pacer I think this is actually a relatively real if I were to give this a like scale of 1 to 10 how realistic this trade would be I think this is relatively realistic from the Raptors like they would do this uh I right. think the Pacers would be hesitant to move on from Buddy Heald I agree this was not my favorite actually trade that I came up with I started light started with my uh, less yeah. preferred option but I do think it's an option they would consider still um and especially if the season goes on and you're like man the offense is good the defense yeah. just needs some work. OG Ananobi is an instant difference maker in that <laughs> regard, and that regard only. He's not going to put up a ton yeah. of points, but he's going to have multiple blocks some nights. He's going to get some steals. He's good. You know, he can rebound yeah. okay too. Uh, he's he's just a more all around player than Heald is. So yeah. All right, let's move into my first pick here. So uh, for me, I'm going to look for a trade. I, I this is a weird one. I wouldn't say that I'm actually a big fan of this and well i am a kind of a fan of it but i just wanted to throw something weird into the mix something that you're not probably hearing anywhere else um i don't think that the sixers would do this so we're going to go to the 76ers and we're going to see if we can put together a package for tobias harris and if in that package we put buddy healed matherin and neesmith so we go buddy healed in the trade Benedict Matherin in the trade and Aaron Neesmith in the trade. That should work. And I would maybe even be able to be willing to throw picks at the Sixers to make this work though. The Sixers picks aren't going to be important to them. They're very much a win now team. Um, But you know, I would even be willing to throw picks into this. Maybe if I'm, if I'm the Pacers. Um, So first of all, let's see why this, if this trade works, yes, it does work. So uh, Harris healed Matherin, uh, Harris, Tobias Harris for Buddy healed Benedict Matherin, Aaron Neesmith. Um, my math was right on that. I think a lot of people would look at me and say, like, you're trading away all your young talent for this very win now type of guy. I think this is one of the few guys, like, if I look at the Pacers and I say, what do they need? Um, they don't need what Neesmith, they don't need what Neesmith and Matherin and healed. They don't need more of that. Healed is very valuable to them for sure. But uh, Harris can also shoot close to 40% on catch and shoot. So he can, he can fill that same role. Maybe, maybe he shoots slightly less efficiently than healed does on catch and shoot shoots and off of screens. Uh, But the other thing that Harris can do is he can get a bucket when you need it. And they don't have that. Like, Hey, we've got no time left. We've got seven seconds left. We got to just simplify this, get this thing to our best player and get let that guy get a bucket. Harris can actually do that. Now, he's not done that in the last few years because he's been relegated in at the, on the, to a different role in the 76ers, but he's capable of doing that. So you add another bucket getter, which is what the Pacers really need. Now, this is a little bit of flyer. 
Harris is only on one year. So you would have to fill him out because Pacers, they're not going to do this and then win this year. That's not going to happen. So this would be like, you know, Tobias Harris, are you willing to re-up with the Pacers? Are you willing to take, I mean, you're in your later years now. Are you willing to take a more team-friendly deal? Um, my instinct says he probably thinks he has a better chance of winning a ring with the Sixers than the Pacers. So it would be a matter of like, do you want a more expanded role in a contender team? Do you want to play with, you know, a really promising young talent, which uh, he's got the other Tyrese on his team too. I don't know if end of the day, I just don't know if they could make this trade work if people would do it, but I did want to throw something just creative out there, creative and different. Uh, yeah. If I'm the Sixers, I'm probably not pulling the trigger on this. Yeah, um, I don't know. It de- I mean, probably not, right? The Sixers feel like they're in contention, so it feels like trading for kind of this weird hot... Trading your third hot third best player for a bunch of role players just doesn't... Yeah, matter. and I don't know. Where would Buddy Heald fall in on this? I mean, he'd still be in their top five, obviously. He'd still be um, a role player for that. He, and that's kind of at his core, Buddy Heald's a role player, and he's like the second best right. player on the... on the. He's not really the second best player, but like he's this very important part of their offense and that's the problem is they like they need another real scorer besides needing defense you know yeah no i like the idea to go after harris he feels like he fits the team identity he's one of these kind of like unsung hero types a little bit or at least recently he has been in recent years yeah yeah um and he does fill out a stat sheet well like he's he's uh again taking a guy like healed who has a skill or two you know he's a very mm-hmm. specific type of player Tobias Harris is going to do a lot more for this team yeah. and uh, and probably provide a little bit more of that. Like uh, Tobias Harris has a few years on yeah. field as well. Some veteran so presence. Gonna... Exactly. Uh, my main issue with this is the contract. It's one year. So yeah, it's tough to trade for a guy who you'll have to then <laughs> negotiate with. Uh, you yeah. basically get the right to negotiate with him first. On the plus side, though, you probably don't have to re-sign him for $39 million again on this next contract. Yeah, I would uh, hope not. No, not at whatever he is. So, five years old or something. I like where your head's at. Ultimately, it was a creative maybe, idea. Maybe I do like this one better than the Ananobi trade, which was kind of like chalky mm. from like a lot of the media. Maybe yeah. it's really close to me, uh, but I'll go ahead and leak the neck a little foresight in the next one. Not my favorite uh, trade uh, of the group that we still have coming up. Okay. All right. What you got for your next one? All right, so I stayed true. This is my last one. Um, I definitely do think that, you know, so far, the best trade piece that we've explored on the Pacers is Buddy Heald, and we're going to stay true to that. We're going to put Buddy Heald in here, uh, and we're going to go to a place where not many people are going to expect us to go extract talent to get the Pacers over the top and win them a championship. We're going all the way down to Orlando for a little <laughs> bit of that magic, a little of that David Copperfield midnight magic, baby. Uh, we hey, have... man, what are you talking about? They're second in the Eastern Conference. They are, uh, hey. they're, a, they're a pool of talent. And everybody acts like it all the time, right? Everybody <laughs> talks about the yeah, magic. We all, like we all know they're going to sustain that or rise, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, but why not capitalize on that? If you're the magic and, and you think like most of the nation that they can't sustain, then I mean, hey, make good now. Sell high on some of these assets, right? Maybe yeah. I'm talking myself into why they would do this. Um, <laughs> so on, uh, so basically our target here, again, prioritizing defense. We're looking at Jonathan Isaac, who is a great defender. A little bit different style defender, admittedly, than like Ananobi. Um, he's, he's a taller guy, more of an inside defender. I tend to think... 
the inside defense is very helpful as well, though. And I yeah. think they could use some of that still. It, they, I like my need... bigs big. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've got Miles guy. Turner. Uh, but yeah, you're, I mean, look, yeah. Miles Turner can't play every minute. And so, so perimeter defense is probably more of a need, but Jonathan, I, Jonathan Isaac's a young player and most young players can switch one through five. That's how they're trained. Right. I do think Isaac can guard one through five and also, you know, having a little bit more security uh, inside, maybe it puts a little bit less stress on the guys who are the perimeter defenders more. So um, I don't know, maybe I'm just trying to talk my trade more into existence. Yeah. The reason why they should do it. But I do think that uh, Isaac is on a good contract, you know, 17 mil, two years. Yeah. That's not bad. Uh, you're going to actually get some cap back compared to Buddy Heald there. But I don't think they'll go for this exact. Well, they'll go for this, but we're going to try to get even more. Uh, there's a swap I want to do uh, with this trade uh, on top of this trade. I'm going to add Toppin. Uh, okay, Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin. Which sounds like a, like a euphemism or something. Like what is Toppin. who? I don't know. Who his parents had the last name Toppin, and then they were Obi. like, you know what, we should name our son Obi. Like yeah. Obi Wan. I wonder if his middle name is one Obi Wan Toppin. Yeah, uh, interesting naming convention. Interesting choice. Interesting choice. Yeah. I don't you know, know, man. I don't know about that. Not and frankly, that's why we're kicking him off the team. You got a weird name. Yeah, you got a weird name. We don't know. I, I don't know what to do with that, buddy. We are going straight for one of my uh, one of the, my favorite guys uh, watching from college basketball. Gonzaga legend Jalen Suggs. Uh, I do think so. This is a little bit more to replace what you're giving up in healed. Uh, in, yeah. When you were talking about trading for Harris Tobias Harris hopefully he can replace healed somewhat right maybe say replace 80 percent plus of healed's production and also bring something to the defense right well here we're already bringing something new to the defense with Isaac I think clearly they've taken a step forward in defense and Jalen Suggs I see is this young guy who fills the same sort of role as the shooting guard on this team I think he is up and coming I uh, saw a lot of him in Gonzaga. He's also on this two-year deal. So, again, it's kind of set in place for next year, which we both agree is really the year they'd be trying to make – the first year they'd try to make a real serious run at a ring. Uh, so this falls in perfectly into place. They kind of go win now next year. Uh, I think Isaac and Suggs can be those guys for them to replace the production. I think they come out of this trade way ahead if they'll go for it. You do give up probably the best player in the whole thing in Buddy Heald. But that's the yeah. only reason they're going for this trade. Let's see if this trade uh, simulator will allow such a thing. Yep. Our math is good. Okay. So, John, do you think... So, maybe now I'm realizing that the trade machine is more of a cap manager. So yeah. I, I swear I messed with this and found just trade for trade players that didn't say salary uh, was the issue and it wouldn't do it. Do you think that, that the magic would go for this? <sighs> Dude, I can never tell what the Magic are thinking because in my head, the Magic just have to know that they suck, right? But then now what they're doing is working really well. So I'm like, did they do this on purpose? Like, did they know that this was going to work and this is like the plan? Or are they like, oh my gosh, what a game. I don't know what's going on. So uh, yeah, dude, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I have no idea what the Magic would do. Would I do it if I was the Magic? Uh, no, probably not. B mainly because no? I'd be like, here, here's if I was the magic, Casey, 
And I had this common. I wouldn't be in the situation I'm currently in if I was the Magic. I wouldn't have this combination of players. But if I was the Magic and I happen to have this combination of players, I'd be like, well, I guess I did something right without trying to. So uh, maybe I just shouldn't mess with it. Uh, maybe I should just uh, not trade, not do this trade. So I probably really wouldn't really be open to any trades. Uh, but maybe I'm not the person to ask. Maybe somebody down in Orlando actually is doing things on purpose over there. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I do like the contract situation. I think that's probably a strong point in the good for the Pacers if the Magic yeah. would do this yeah. uh, conversation. Because, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you that this year is not the year for the Pacers. So, I hope that they have a great run and they get people excited and they kind of become a real contender in everybody's eyes for next year. Yeah. Uh, but I do think they are probably a move. They're probably a piece away, something like that. There are ways away. And I'll talk about what they really need because we're trying to do some trades that would just work for them right now. And at the end of the day, like would any of these trades put them over the top? I don't know. Uh, Personally, I think my next one maybe has the best chance of like before we move on to. Yeah, yeah, go go ahead. Uh, Because, yeah, I won't let the cat out of the bag. I love the next trade you have lined up, too. I think it's probably the, the one that wins the day. So before we get into that one. How how do you rate these trades if the team the other team was in on it? Where where do you put this one? The Raptors, the 76ers, the Magic. Those are the three trades we've talked about already. Um, because I will I at least like this one better than the straight up trade healed for Ananobi. I think you get a little bit more here. I like I like the magic trade better than healed for Ananobi. Uh I think the 76ers trade is so unlikely to happen that it's hard for me to even put it in the same zone you know okay okay um would you do the raptors one if you were you're saying that would be i think both sides i think the raptors one is very realistic i think uh if i were the pacers i probably wouldn't do it i think the raptors would definitely do that ananobi okay so you think the but you do think the pacers would reject that trade for ananobi straight up healed i I think that the pacers are very bought into healed and I'll, i'll talk about why in a little bit but i think the pacers are very bought into healed fair enough okay but you think they would reject that trade you think that the 76ers would likely reject the uh the healed and uh Mathurin yeah and and niece and, and, Nesmith, and, and Nesmith for, for, for Harris. Harris and I, mean, I, 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 I don't know I don't know that the Pacers would even offer that uh right. I would consider it if I were the Pacers I'd float it and see what they thought if I were the Pacers do, for sure do you think that the magic trade is like <clears throat> this proposed trade here is something that would be considered at least like it's it because you kind of said this is the middle one as far as what you think would be best for i think yeah i i I really it's hard for me to get a beat on what they're thinking in orlando but i think so maybe no i'm if you're just pacers magic yeah if the magic would you do it pacers would you do it i still think they're very bought into healed but okay i would i think he's the best guy of these four I, I I maybe and and if I'm the Pacers and this is on the table, that's probably the one that looks best for Healed because the Harris thing. Even if the Sixers were in on that, you know he's only on one year. He's a little bit older. Um, so I think you know if I'm the Pacers, that that Healed and Toppin for Isaac and Suggs might be my best target of the three we've covered so far. Love it, but ultimately I agree with you. The best one is yet to come and I, I won't steal your thunder. Go ahead. <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, this is the best one now. Now we'll, we'll get into like what we would have to do to make this work because I don't know that they would go straight across for this, but uh, let's switch the teams here. We're going to go to the team that uh, most people think is the biggest seller right now. Biggest seller, the Chicago bulls. And we're going to leave 
healed out of this. We're going to go Obi Toppin to the Bulls. Bulls receive Obi Toppin. And the Pacers receive the best, in my opinion, the number one best trade target in the entire NBA, Mr. Alex Caruso, on only $9 million a year for two years. Ooh. Only $9 million a year for Alex Caruso, premier perimeter defender. Uh, look, the Bulls are sellers. So I don't know if they would do this Caruso for Toppin straight across. If I'm the Pacers... I have picks, right? So let's let's look at picks here. I am willing to get aggressive here. I'm willing to throw in my next year's first rounder, at least one of those uh, first rounders for next year. I'm willing to throw in uh, like maybe a like another first rounder as well. Um, and yeah, so this Indiana will receive. I don't know how this like conditional first rounder is, but whatever whatever pick they wanted for next year's first rounder, because I have to. I would throw one of those in and I would throw it in unprotected. I would go pretty aggressive on picks to get Caruso because he has one of the most team-friendly deals in the league. Uh, and what they need is perimeter defense, and he's got it. And he shoots pretty well, right? He's, he's uh, you know, what is Toppin shooting on the year? Let's see. Obi Toppin. Let's pull this up here. Obi Toppin is shooting uh, like 32.9%. No, that's career. 36% from the three-point line on the year. Um, Alex Caruso's stats. Caruso shooting negative negative point five five LeBron score. In case you were wondering, yeah. Uh, Caruso is shooting forty seven percent from the three point line this year. That must be on a really small number of attempts. Wow. No, he's. Yeah. I mean, he's shooting two for four, three for five, two for six, one for two, two for six, two for four, two four for five. He's shooting four to six three-pointers a night, and he's shooting 47%. I mean, it won't stay there, but my point stands. The thing that I already knew, Caruso can shoot. He is a good catch-and-shoot guy, which is what essentially Obi Toppin is. For the Pacers, he fits right into the offense, and he brings a lot of defense to the table. So then you got McConnell, who's one of the peskiest defenders on the perimeter in the league. You got Caruso, who's one of the best, like, just stand up, stand in there and take their best player on uh, perimeter defenders in the league. You got Miles Turner on the interior. You got uh, you you keep Buddy Healed, so now you have Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Healed, and Alex Caruso, who are all above forty percent three point shooters. I'm going to count Alex Caruso in that because technically he is this year. Um, I think, and you've got a very free team friendly deal at nine point four million over two years. Bulls are selling. I'm willing to get aggressive for Caruso if I'm the Pacers. This is a trade I think they should very much go after. Now there's a lot of a lot of rumors that you know the Lakers are looking at Caruso. A lot of people are looking at Caruso. Caruso is the best trade target in the league. A lot of people are looking at him. So uh, I mean, he's only a good trade target if you can get him for the right price, though. So and I think the yeah. Pacers can get pretty aggressive here because they've got the picks to do it. The only team that really has picks, you know, to do it more than they do is the Jazz, and I don't think they're that in interested in Caruso. Yeah, let's not even mention Bruce Brown. You know, that backcourt's going to have... Yeah, it, dude, it, I didn't even say through. anything about Bruce Brown. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, they have other bodies too, but he's worth mentioning probably. For sure. Um, obviously, a championship pedigree going on there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, this one, John, I I think this one would be tough to go through. Like, Caruso feels like such an obvious... Caruso for Toppin probably. straight across wouldn't go through, but if the Bulls are but really Bulls selling and really rebuilding... Toppin is a young guy. He's on a multi-year contract, I think. He's, a, he's on one year, but if they don't like him, oh, they can move he? on. They can resign him. Well, I mean, he he's not good played. enough. 
he's not good enough yeah. that he's going to get a ton on the resign anyway. Right. He won't demand it. Like you get, that's actually a situation where you, you like the trade for a guy with one year left. Cause you go, Hey, he's, there's not going to be this huge market on him. We get the right to like work with him on a contract extension before anybody yeah. else. So if you are looking to rebuild, I could see it maybe happening because of that. Uh, but not straight across. I think there would definitely be some picks involved for this. It feels too lopsided. I mean, I'd be willing to even get more players yeah. involved as well. I would be going after this very aggressively. Obviously, this is the most simple version to make the cap work. And uh, I, I know I've already done the math here, but yeah, Caruso, really great guy for cap space. Um, so yeah, you'd have to get aggressive on picks, but they should be looking at Caruso. If the Bulls are sellers, like everybody says they are, then the Pacers should be looking at Caruso because they need perimeter D. I agree, John. And maybe this question I have for you is taking it one step too far, but this one particular trade, I feel like is so juicy if they could get it to work in any, any facet, you know, maybe add in a player swap of a little bit better player on the Pacers and somebody else on the bulls or just another player in general from the Pacers or some picks or whatever. Let's say they acquire Alex Caruso without losing anybody substantial. <laughs> Does that actually change how they look in your mind this season? Does that maybe make them a contender this year? Is he that big a deal? Because it it becomes borderline for me, the guy like Caruso, who's literally the the custom built solution for what the Pacers are looking for right now. Um, no, I don't think they become a championship contender this year, uh, but. I think, you know, if I'm looking at the East, let's look at this. So if I'm looking at the East, I think that the Bucks and the Celtics are still runaways. I think the Magic won't hold up. Uh, but that would probably make me put the Pacers up in. So, so I happen to think that the Cavs are in the same tier as the Sixers. And that might put me, that might have me putting the Pacers up in the, in the Sixers, Cavs, uh, Pacers tier. Uh, some people say the Knicks are in that tier as well in the heat. So, um, yeah, I think that, you know, right now they're like a six seed or a play in team is where they're going to land. And I think that puts them like, there's the two runaways and then that puts them like right in the chase pack that trade does. But it also, I mean, Caruso holds Caruso. Caruso's probably got another contract left in him. 28. Yeah. He's probably got another contract in it left in him. He's, he's a crafty player. Um, the the Pacers are young. They can continue to build around that core. Here's here is what the Pacers really have to do to become uh, a contender. And this is why I don't think they should move on from Heald and why I would be hesitant to move on from Heald if I were the Pacers. Their, their prototype, their team that they need to model is like the 2013 Warriors. They've got to make those two the Splash Brothers. Um, they've got to make Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald uh, the new Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. They need to find their enforcer. I mean, Miles Turner's kind of it. Like uh, that—that's that is their model, and uh, it's it's really a ton of player development from those two, uh, and then defensive pieces, right? So the Warriors, a lot of their role players players were just like really strong defensive pieces, and everybody can shoot, right? So the Warriors have a rule on their team: a shot created must be taken, right? Anytime somebody creates a shot for you. You got to be able to hit it. So that's really like the model for the Pacers is like, are these two good enough to be as good as those two? Um, I think now we look at it and say, oh, healed could be better than clay. I mean, we're talking about prime clay. Prime clay was dang good. He was really good. He was a great three and D player and healed would really have to pick it up on defense. Now 
player development, people can people can develop on defense. People can develop. So yeah, I don't know. That's really I think the what the the formula for them being that good is just a lot of player development out of those two. If Tyrese Halliburton is going to be the guy that you build your team around, he's got to be a guy who you know basically on his own is capable of making you a, a six seed in the East or a five seed in the East. That's kind of what Steph Curry at that point in time is capable of, right? So yeah. that's the model for for Tyrese. I love Tyrese. He's not that good yet. I think he's very good. I love him. <clears throat> he's not there yet. That's where he has to get if the Pacers want to be a contender. He has to be one of the best players in the league. And then the Pacers are a contender. And there's no trade other than you know picking up a big name free agent. You know, they get a, a disgruntled Kevin Durant or whatever. You know, they pick up a big free name free agent or something like that. Uh, that could change things. But other than that, that's that's kind of their main recourse. And they got Tyrese on that rookie deal for the next six years. So he's got time. Yeah, I'm not sure Kevin Durant would make a difference because we already uh, decided he's no good at basketball. Yeah, or, he sucks at basketball. Not good at all. But yeah, I mean, that's the kind of thing. It's like, you know, he was he was one of the superstars that moved last season. Um, yeah, I mean, they're in a position they could pick up a disgruntled superstar, or get somebody in free agency or whatever. The thing is, nobody goes... Nobody goes to Indiana in free agency. Nobody goes to Utah in free agency. Nobody goes to Denver in free agency. Well, now they might, but nobody goes to Portland in free agency. People go to LA. People go to New York. People go to Boston. People go to Miami. Um, so they're not going to get anyone in free agency. They can maybe grab a disgruntled uh, superstar on a trade. You know that would be another thing for them, but but that's unlikely as well. I think if you look at the model for a championship team, their model has to be the Warriors, and it has to be a lot of player development out of Buddy Hield and Tyrese. As good as they already are, they've got to be next level. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. The I mean, the Pacers they're they're up in the top half of teams, probably. I think that's fair to say, at least in the yeah. East. And, they're fun. Uh, I love them. I love TJ McCott. They're fun to watch. They're so fun right. to be a fan of. It's just tough to crack through that shell, right? I mean, just those top four or so in the East are really good. Nice yeah. Level. But they, they, they're they in position, right? Because they're younger. They're younger than like those four. Those four teams will age out, you know, so they're younger. Uh, there's also a world where like a Jalen Brown gets fed up with the Sixers or with the Celtics and is open to a trade and the Pacers can yeah. go get him. So the Pacers have plenty of time. Uh, you know, I don't know. We beat the Pacers to death. They're not the most popular team, uh, but we love them. So we got to make an episode about them. Uh, and yeah, I mean, Tyrese Halliburton is a, one of the most promising young players in the league. A lot of the people, a lot of people now are saying the Kings traded the wrong point guard uh, right Ooh. now. Snapshot, like snapshot. Yes, that's true. But look how much better the Kings have needed Sabonis to get where they are. So I think it was just a good trade for both teams. Um, you know, it'd be great if uh, it'd be great if they had Halley still. But you know, it was unbeknownst to me at the time. But in our fantasy basketball league, I drafted. I think it, I, I must have drafted Steph first round. Uh, ended up with Fox. One of the rounds after that, I don't know when. I yeah. I don't know what round dictated I pick him up. Um, but I didn't even know at the time that he was the uh, first official Curry athlete. So I yeah. don't even know if that matters, uh, but it gives no. the a lot to talk about. And I mean, th does that mean he spends any more time around Steph? Maybe like training with Steph in the offseason in any way, anything like that with these guys? Does he, I'm does like, he just like catch some of his aura? You know? Like yeah. Does he become the new Steph when Steph retires? That's what I want to know. Uh, no, but I mean, does it matter at all that you sign a you sign with like a you know with like a Steph brand 
at all. I mean, they, they did an interview together that they wouldn't have otherwise done. So, yeah, maybe there's some chance for osmosis there. Uh, Steph's ability to seep into yeah. Fox. I don't know. I mean, I tend to think that Hallie is much better than Fox as well. I, th- I think, you know, if you're if you're Hallie or if you're De'Aaron Fox at this point, you're looking to find like a used pair of Steph's shoes and pull a like mic on him. Yeah, know? I love that. Yeah. Or like uh, what's the, the Kevin Durant basically made that same movie. Uh, where he's like somebody found a used pair of his shoes in the trance, the talent transferred yeah. to some kid. So I think that's the move if you're De'Aaron Fox. Like I'm just gonna I'm gonna be around him more, and then eventually yeah. I'm just gonna like Mike him. It's like, uh, have you seen the uh, damn what's uh, the the total eclipse of the heart uh, meme that everybody throws around now? I mean, I know that I personally saw it in the. It's the, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Yeah, that's, that's is what that what it is? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I saw it with uh, 49ers quarterbacks across yeah. the ages, and then it right. landed on Brock Purdy singing the beautiful yeah. end. Uh, maybe you got like a, you know, with Darren Fox and Steph, maybe you got a little like tone deaf Steph. I'm just trying to think of like wordplay, like like Mike. Yeah. Darren Fox could be the tone deaf Steph. Yeah, sure. In relation to that meme, he's like not the, the final kid. He's not the final one. The final one is still to come. Or it's time. Who has Allen. a better. Who has a better career when it's all said and done, Tyrese Halliburton or De'Aaron Fox? Because I've never really thought about it like that. Because yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. pacer in my head now. I forgot he even came from the Kings. Honestly, well, yeah, that's a that's a, that is a really good question. I think Halliburton has a better career when it's all said and done. Sadly, I think neither of them have a ring when it's all said and done. But I think if you look at it statistically, you're going to be like, dude, it's hard to deny this guy. This guy's got, this guy's got numbers. Um, well, you never know where they'll, where they'll end up if you know their current current situation uh, flops. But yeah, I mean, if they both had to stick on their teams, I think Hallie has a much better shot of winning with the Pacers than. I don't know, Kings. Kings are just kind of that team sometimes where you don't expect them to do certain things and then they just do it sometimes like they're they're hard to well, predict. the problem with the kings is they got sabonis who i love love oh, me some sabonis. sabonis but he's a walmart Jokic. and how are you going to get past the actual Jokic with a walmart Jokic? uh he, he does like he, all the you same wait for him stuff. to get hurt you wait for him to get hurt <laughs> yeah and then you're good. he does like all the same stuff Jokic does like he passes he hits the mid-range he shoots like he does all the same stuff just not as good uh, and then you got deer and Fox and Jamal Murray. That's I think kind of a straight across personally. And so it's, but the Jokic, the Walmart version of Jokic, dude, it's like Jokic is like the freaking Armani version is the problem. He's like so good. He's uh, crazy. And Sabonis has got to be getting up there. So, yeah, I mean, I think the mm-hmm. Kings are kind of, I think the Kings yeah. are just kind of doomed to be a second round team, which is great. Like, cause they've been out of the playoffs for so long. So it's, it's cool for them to be a first or second round team, depending on the matchup they get. But uh, I think if Fox wants to get a ring, he's going to have to go somewhere else. Dude, this is the curse of the small market team. Like either you draft a generational talent or you just never win. It yeah. Sucks and I mean, how many market small market teams team. can even leverage drafting a great generational talent into anything beyond that? Like, you know, yeah, the not with Jordan and and Cavs yeah. with LeBron. Like, okay, where are where not are usually they now? Not I mean, usually, yeah. No, it's, the Cavs uh, are okay, but they're, the, I mean, the Warriors not the LeBron Cavs. Right the Warriors now. generational talent turned into a dynasty, but once that dynasty's done, they'll go back to being the Warriors we knew before then. Like, yeah. Well, they never lost their player, and they, they're not a small market team either, right? Like, 
Yeah, I suppose you could not you could see them as not a small market team. Yeah, I mean they're in I California. They were There's they were. Uh, I mean, so is Sacramento though. But they were they That's were. True. They were like kind of in that same vein of small market teams that are like sometimes good but mostly not good. Um, before it's hard before to like, this current di- dynasty. Yeah, it's hard to remember. Yeah, I know. See that, and they're they're like the Patriots of the NBA, really. Like right. I mean, yeah. We forgot, like, maybe they're not actually good. They just have this generational player. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, it's – I mean, the Heat are one that's just, like, not built on a generational player. So I kind of think of it as, like, it's 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 kind of like the Lakers, the Celtics, the Heat, honestly, uh, are the are the real only big market teams in the, in the NBA because they're always willing to pay the ch- tax. It's tough, you know. So Kings, probably not. Pacers, probably not, but – Maybe they've got a generational talent, right? They've got a potential generational talent right now. And he's got six years left on his rookie deal, you know? So if you're going to do it, freaking do it now, Pacers. If they were willing to pay the tax, they could do it. If they're not willing to pay the tax, you know, going to screw this guy. Yeah, man. All right. I think that's the pod. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you comment, let us know who should the Pacers. What do you think? Think the Pacers will ever win a ring? You think the Kings uh, traded the wrong point guard? Let us know in the comments. Our favorite comments get picked to win uh, gift cards to our partner DAP Sports, where you can get NBA memorabilia, signed jerseys, cards, all kinds of stuff like that. We pick winners from the comments.